This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm your host, Cody Schultz. And today I'm joined by a very, very familiar face to the podcast who I'm very excited to introduce again as my co-host, Bryce Allen. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, I've been, uh, I don't know, uh, treasure hunting in the Outer <laughs> Banks for 14 months. And I'm, yeah, glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, the the band is officially back together. And it feels so fitting that it comes right after Outer Banks has returned because we get to talk about it today. Just the fallout, of course, how the season's streaming. Um, and yeah, just welcome back. I'm, I'm excited to get to go on this crazy journey again, talking about our favorite Netflix shows. I know. I, would, I mean, we obviously kept in touch, but uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to do a whole lot of uh, podcasts coming. So super excited. Um, obviously, Outer Banks season four dropped. What day was it? The 23rd on a Thursday. We got the dreaded Thursday release. I know that we don't like those, but uh I guess I'm just glad that it's back. I'm back. The show's back. Everyone's back. <laughs> Everything's right in the universe suddenly again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely I, I agree with you. I do not like the Thursday drops at all. I think I think there's such a miss. Like it's such a weird day. Like it works for Disney's done it for some of their originals and it works if you're dropping just one episode. But when you do it Netflix style and binging, it just I don't know, it's not the same to binge a show on like Thursday night or even trying to wake up early on a Thursday. It's not as fun to do it on a Friday. Yeah, it's a, I don't, I, I'm always like, oh, it, when it arrives earlier in the week, like if it's a show I want to watch, I'll definitely like make the time for it. But it just, I feel like it just sets off this weird um, like timeline of like people, you have like the diehards who stay up all night long and watch it. You have the people who like, either don't work or take Friday off and binge watch it that day. Cause it's like their favorite show or whatever. And then the rest of the people like start it Friday, maybe if they have time Saturday, Sunday's a big day for Netflix. We know um, just when people aren't doing anything. And I feel like it just creates these like waves of like, Oh, one wave finishes it <laughs> Thursday night. Then it just does. It's not like a good, communal watching experience which is like like the last of us is a good example of like or any hbo sunday night release they kind of own sunday night but like how you can go online you know within a few hours after the episode and like it seems like everyone's watching it um i know that some people you know you fall behind or whatever but i mean the discourse is still there where with a show like outer banks like there's so many twists and turns and stuff like that that it doesn't really do the show justice when some people are talking about it. Some people don't want spoilers. Like it just, it's not, I don't know, as good as it could be, I guess. Yeah. It's really, really strange to me. It is. I will say the Outer Banks fans definitely showed up because I know Netflix had released some initial viewing stats. Um, and season three was viewed by hundred. What was it? 154.97 million hours viewed. 
from February 20th through February 26th, the season didn't drop until February 23rd. So the fact that it racked up that much, you know, viewership across, I think just proves that this was one that it didn't matter what day of the week it dropped, fans were going to show up. But for some of the new shows, I think it's like a miss to drop the Thursdays. Yeah, definitely. That's, those are, that's a pretty good number. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, we're, so Ginny and Georgia dropped January 5th. I think the first week I looked it up, I, I should have wrote it down, but I think it was like 163 million hours watched. So about 10 million more um, than Outer Banks in those first few days. I'm not positive at how many days they counted for um, Jenny, Ginny and Georgia, but like, so I think that we've got Outer Banks is officially the second biggest release of 2023 so far. We'll have to look at the exact numbers, but um Obviously, I don't know if it's going to touch Stranger Things season four or Wednesday. And it's I mean, nothing's going to touch Squid Game probably ever again. Like, I think there were like one point six billion hours in the first 28 days or something like that, which is even bigger than uh, Stranger Things. So, yeah, I mean, it's got a chance, though. I think Ginny and Georgia is sitting at number 10 on like the all time um, list for season two. So Outer Banks has a chance to catch it. That would be so cool. That would be like the very. like full circle, I feel like with if it could crack the top ten for the first time at season three, um, that would be really cool. I mean, we already know that season four is happening, so it doesn't really matter. Like it's all like just for stat keeping. <laughs> but I mean, I I like it. I'm cool with it. Yeah, and I think it definitely has a good chance to. I mean, that those totals alone were just from a few days. So when you count in like weeks and all that, I think it definitely could have that potential because i think they usually do like isn't it like the first 28 or 30 days is like their big metric they track yeah i think it's 28 so the first like four weeks but it's i was trying to like figure this out in my head like does the thursday release actually work against it for that because like more people will probably be watching on friday just by like general so like do you miss that extra friday but i don't know if it really like matters that much but i feel like yeah you're right like i think that there's a lot of people like really only I think that this is real like the first wave of watching um, the super fans. Obviously, we know stayed up till midnight because we were on Twitter just checking it out, uh, <laughs> seeing what the reaction was. And then, uh, it, yeah, it just kind of it, it got bigger through the weekend. And it's like definitely staying there. There's a lot of competition right now for <laughs> us writing stories about it. Everyone's covering it. Um, and I think it just speaks to, you know, how like charismatic um and popular the cast is i feel like that they're really keeping the conversation going um at least on social social media with their like instagram uh dumps the photo dumps the videos uh that we all like to see about behind the scenes stuff that they weren't able to share obviously because netflix doesn't let them do that while they film (laughs) yeah i feel like it's funny i feel like not only season three probably its biggest season in terms of the scope of what they're chasing after but I think it's definitely its biggest season just in general between viewership and the amount of coverage it's getting. Suddenly, this was going from a show that, of course, you know, you and I have been fans and talking about it for from the beginning. But it's a show that's built its audience over the seasons. And I feel like this season in particular, we really saw like it was everywhere, like every outlet was covering it. You saw it. I mean, where they did the Poglandia event, like a big global event, um, well, not global because I guess it was just in L.A., but still. Uh, they did, you know, some kind of big event to promote this show. And they don't usually do that for a lot of Netflix shows. Like, I feel like Stranger Things is the one standout that usually gets, like, the big, big rollout. I'm sure Wednesday, when season two rolls around, like, it'll get that same treatment, just seeing how big season one was. But you don't see it too, too much from Netflix. So the fact that they went so hard and just that it is getting covered more, 
I think it's just a testament because usually it's the opposite. Like by the time the shows start to get in their third, fourth season, especially on Netflix, at least you start to see like the interest going down and like the promotion going down. And I feel like it's been the opposite with Outer Banks. Yeah, it's definitely like getting more popular. And like the fact that you could go from, you know, I think season one was like April 2020. And then we had to wait quite a while. Obviously, that was the pandemic for the renewal. They started production, I think, in the fall of that year. Um and really, I think, kicked up really in 2021. But then we saw the gap wasn't too big between the season two release and the uh, season three renewal. But I still think it was like a, a several months uh, that go into it. So to get the renewal early, um, obviously, like Netflix sees the potential here. Originally, they said uh, the creator said they had a four or five season plan. And then we saw that like walked back leading up to the season just because it's like so much fun for them to do and like obviously they're killing it so i don't know i think they joke that like season 17 will be on mars that's obviously not gonna happen but i would i would be down honestly outer banks <laughs> in space yeah let's do it uh outer banks anything i think that that's like we have this like running joke that's like we'll take like literally all the outer banks that we can get and that's absolutely true but like it's just really good to see that like early renewal they could probably get started a little bit earlier i know there's already some rumors about um potentially starting in the spring um or later this spring filming so yeah i don't know do you want to talk about any plot points what did you think of the season anything like that yeah i, I feel like it's it's interesting i definitely think this is its most polarizing season um because i feel like when you talk to different fans there's either they really loved it or they're like, eh, I liked it, but there was like different parts that I, I didn't really care for. Um, and so it's been a little bit more varied. I feel like I'm personally in the boat that I loved it. That could just be because I'm, I'm an OBX stan. So <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those shows I just love. And I, I don't go into it, you know, with any particular expectations per se, but I just enjoy watching it. So I, I do see, though, some of the, the complaints that I've seen some of the naysayers of like, the Pogues being separated a little bit with like the journeys of like how it was mostly I mean, we saw John B and Big John go off and do their own thing. And then Sarah finally kind of comes in, but then the other Pogues are just kind of off doing their own thing. Like, like even in the finale, spoiler alert for those who haven't watched, like, yeah, spoilers. They, <laughs> the other Pogues get to South America, some coming literally with John B and Sarah. And yet they still kind of end up on their own adventure, like chasing behind, like trying to catch up instead of being directly involved. And, I think that was somewhat a miss. Um, I think it would have been fun for them all to be actively participating there instead of just like trying to catch up with John B and Sarah and Big John. But the finale I thought was really, really like good. It was it almost it had a different quality to it than like the rest of the episodes. Like it felt like they had a bigger budget for that episode. It also was longer. It was, I think, almost like an hour and a half. Right. Yeah, um, I think it was definitely the longest episode we've seen so far. And it's just different, like um like compared to the season two finale yeah like they're on what was, is the coastal venture is that what it's got? i'm pretty sure that's what it is uh they're all together obviously it's operation save sarah like they're all really involved and then they meet cleo and that kind of sets the stage for like where we go in season three and then in the i feel like that the season three finale like it yeah it did feel different to any other episode that they've done and i think it was like the culmination sort of of like this whole like story that started like well before we met john b like all of the these treasure hunters and the royal merchant and where that gold actually came from etc cetera, etc cetera. we get to the 
actual spot. And so that was really cool. I feel like to bring that story to a close and like, I'm not going to lie. Like when I watched it, I was like, Oh, like had I not known that season four was coming, I even still was like, Oh, like this feels like when they do the whole bring out the whole town, they do like a look at what these kids did. This is amazing. The 18 months later time jump. Like I was like, Oh, this feels series finale. And then thank God for the bald man. I think he was bald in my, in my head. I remember he was bald that he came out and was like, do you guys want to do more? And they were like, the moment when they like look at each other and they're like do you guys want to and they're like yeah absolutely i was like okay cool we're good like there's more here um but i think it was yeah like that long like season three was different because it finally like brought a little bit of closure to like that whole the whole mission so far and that's if you don't like it like i get i understand like if you don't like that story part closing but like i think it would have gotten a little bit old if like we didn't get that resolution that we got um in that season three finale do you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i agree i think it was a smart decision to kind of wrap up and and tie together all those stories that had kind of come together across the first three seasons to actually see the pogues get a win too i think like if we had seen them another season end with them literally losing to somebody like, I feel like we need it. Like, we needed to see them get that win eventually. It had been a long time coming. And I think it's smart, too, because the time jump is going to set up, A, they can now go back. Like, we got very surface level. Here's what so-and-so has been up to. I mean, like, mm-hmm. did I need to know that Kiara was saving turtles? Like, that's not the update I wanted. But yeah, that's yeah. We got. And so it's like, now they have that ability to go back and do little flashbacks, which should be tricky because flashbacks can be done really well or they can just kind of be like, what's the point? So... It'll be interesting to see how they do them. But I think it also just helps jumping ahead. It makes the characters a little bit older. Suddenly, and they're not like teens running around. Like they have more resources now. So they're going to be coming from a different spot. Um, I think it's just exciting to kind of hit that reset. We're still, of course, going to have the same characters and all that. But now they're coming from it at a different angle because they did get a win. They do. We don't know how much money still. That's very unclear to me. Like how much do they have right now? Like, are we going to see them like jetting off on like private planes? I don't know. That's going to be another interesting thing though, is we don't know those answers. So there's plenty of mystery and it'll still keep the vein, I think of the show, which has been the Pogues and the treasure. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get more new villains that are being introduced. That'll just be as, as much as, you know, Ward and, and Sing and others that would just love to hate, which that the show does villains really well. Yeah. Where's rape? Um, Topper also dark Topper. I feel like that's a, <laughs> he's got to be the villain in season four uh no i think yeah i think i'm i'm right there with you like with the potential for jumping back in with the flashbacks and kind of seeing like what happened because we didn't really like it felt kind of odd and i think it was supposed to feel weird like that they maybe don't know like what happened in those 18 months and they can piece it together and i think that that's the most exciting part is like the blank slate like i feel like we can go back to that season one intrigue of like oh what they're like what is the real mystery here i don't know anything about blackbeard i'm not from that area of the country where maybe they did learn about that in school i think madison bailey said that they had like a whole thing about it like in grade school or whatever but like for me like i'm probably won't look anything up about him either i'll just kind of ride the wave and see what they come up with um and i feel like too like it's really hard to like do what they did for two seasons and then also keep that going in season three now that like 
people are so invested with these characters. Like they have to be really smart about some of the choices that they make and why that they choose them. Where like season two, I felt like it was like someone was just about to die every episode. Like <laughs> literally every episode, I think that it ends with like a cliffhanger. And it's like, we don't know if like John B. Sarah, Pope almost died. JJ, I think in the finale almost died, right? Like he hit his head, I think. Um, but yeah, those are like, that's high stakes. And it's hard to do that like literally every episode for like, a, I mean, we've seen 30 episodes. So however many that is like, it, we can't keep doing that every episode is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting too, to see like what this, what, what it, the time jump means for the characters, because 18 months, it doesn't seem like a long time, but it is like, that's a lot of time to have passed. Like what is, how is that going to change the dynamics? Um, I think that's going to be interesting to see, like are the couples that we saw like introduced and kind of forming in, in these early seasons, are they still going strong? Um, like those there, there leaves the writers that, opportunity to kind of explore these new dynamics instead of going through the rotation of like oh okay you know they're together they went through another up and down thing like they can kind of add that mystery of not knowing like they can introduce a storyline of like two characters suddenly not being close and hint that something happened without you know immediately telling us and doing Mm -hmm. a slow burn kind of look back and I'm just it's gonna be really interesting plus I I think it'll be this might be a hot take but I'm kind of glad that they cleared the slate with finally offing ward (laughs) Yeah. Um, and even even Big John, I have to say, like, he's a villain in my eyes. I don't care what other people say. I mean, from the minute we kind of meet him, I mean, he starts putting John B in these awful situations. I mean, tells, you know, he kills the pirates and for the not the pirates. Maybe they were pirates. I don't know what they were. The yeah. criminals who took the, yeah. the diary. Um, like he kills them and's like John B, help me cover it up. And then yeah. tells him to rob the old lady for her key card. And it, it just <laughs> the constant hesitation too like when Singh's men were after them and he's just like eh, John B treasure I don't know and it's like I I just I couldn't I struggled with that character across the season and I think he does need to be called a villain because he wasn't the best father figure but then again aside from Pope's parents there's no really good parent examples and that's the other thing I I did not like that Kiara's parents literally send her off to that camp in episode nine um and then in the time jump they're just sitting there smiling i'm like i don't need i need to know what happens there and i can't just have it be like she forgives them and there i don't know that's gonna be an interesting dynamic yeah there's a lot of like unanswered questions for sure and i agree like i don't mind ward like as much as like obviously he's terrible like but like I saw that some people were frustrated about the redemption arc, which I understand that. I also like, yeah, it it just takes it like to the emotional aspect of it, of like this happened now, like what's the fallout? Cause like the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sarah, obviously, will still be dealing with that 18 months later, where John B. will also be dealing with that. And they'll probably deal with it in very different ways because they're very different people. And so, like, I'm excited to see those type of, like, these characters that have been, like, established, things have happened to them. How do they deal with that now moving forward? Because, like, it's all good, like, you know, you're trying to get the treasure, but then once you actually have it in a bit, like attain some level of success like they finally got a win like you said like does it feel as good are they still motivated I think like JJ's motivation was like very like wavering throughout the whole series right he's like I just want to go to Mexico and like surf every day or whatever I think he says in like season one and like was bummed that they even got rescued from the island and from Poglandia in the first place so like how does that change now um moving into the future so when I guess that like any I guess any other thoughts on on season four that you're thinking that you want to share I mean I'm just excited I think that's the best way just to wrap because I could easily go on and on about about (laughs) this show and I know we've got to talk about the exciting March releases that are coming but yeah I think I'm just I'm excited to see them start this new adventure I think it was a smart move I think it's going to help them kick off new stories that will allow them to go beyond that four or five season mark um and who knows, it's going to be interesting to see how they raise the stakes after these first three, like, adventures. Like, of course, I don't know much about Blackbeard either and, like, that whole lore. But it'll be really interesting just to see how they approach this new treasure hunt and, like, what new curveballs they throw their way. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of, like, a release date, because we like predicting those things, if production starts, they're saying end of May, filming through the end of the year, that's the rumor, at least. That's... Summer 2024? Is that what we're thinking? <laughs> I I'm I think so. I really I, I think it would be I don't I don't foresee them having as big of a hiatus between these two right. seasons. Um I really don't. And I think moving it back to summer works for the like this show, even though I know it's first season, it wasn't technically a summer month. I think it was mm-hmm. May or May or April. Mm-hmm. Um it just like season two released in summer and it just felt like such a perfect summer show. What'll be interesting, of course, we're going to get Stranger Things probably next year as well. So that could be the curveball. But if they do a split release for Stranger Things, they could do May and July again and then slot Outer Banks right there in June. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I I think next year, I don't think this is one we're going to be waiting for. Right. Especially if they're going to do more seasons, too, after this. Like, I feel like they got to get rolling. So, um, yeah, that sounds good. Summer 2024. That's what we're thinking. All right. So let's talk about March. (laughs) Yeah. So before, of course, we can dive into, I think, our top picks. But quickly for for everyone listening, here is every Netflix show and movie coming in March 2023. We've got Cheat, 
Wrong Side of the Track Season 2, Sex Life Season 2, Next in Fashion Season 2, You Season 4 Part 2, Outlast, The Law of the Jungle, Shadow and Bone Season 2, Dance 100, Sky High the Series, The Night Agent, Love is Blind Season 4, Wellmania, Unstable Season 1, Agent Elvis, I Am Georgina Season 2, Luther, The Fallen Sun, The Magician's Elephant, and Murder Mystery 2. Now, as a reminder, these are just the Netflix movies and shows coming in March. There are also a lot of great comedy specials, documentaries, Netflix family editions, and acquired comedies, or not comedies, titles coming as well. Although there are a lot of good movies and comedies coming this month, I should say. Yeah, it's a, a good it's a good one. I feel like maybe not as like notable as Outer Banks, big release in there, but there's a lot of good stuff for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be an interesting month. I know for me personal, um, I think you season four part two is the one I'm most excited for. I do. I hate the split season. I've said that, I think, in the, the February podcast when we talked about you. Um, I think that was a miss for this show, especially just because the part one finale didn't build up enough. Like it didn't deserve to be a part one finale. Like it had it was still in the process of building the season story. And I think it just was a miss for them. Um, I think there's been like I understand why they split it. I just think that was an interesting choice. I'm hoping, I mean, season season four part one was well received. We've seen the trailer for the the new season, um, or new batch of episodes, I should say, and it does look exciting. We also know uh this is a spoiler if you haven't watched the the promo. But we know Love is going to make some kind of cameo appearance, which I think fans are going to really be excited about um, because we did see Victoria Pedretti in the uh, U Season 4 Part 2 promo. And so there's that mystery and just excitement of like, people don't know how. Of course, the general assumption is probably some kind of like flashback or like just mental break. Like we've seen Joe um, see people who weren't there in the past and that's how they brought like back other characters. So most likely it's going to be one of those two. It'd be amazing if they brought her back, like some random twist. You survived. Not dead. No, I'm just kidding. No, I <laughs> like, have no that idea. would be epic. That, <laughs> that really be... would. Yeah, because I feel like that's like my, so I have two complaints about you so far. I And I didn't, I didn't not enjoy the season I that we've seen, or the episodes we've seen so far, but the, the releasing it in batches, like this is like, I've always thought of this show going back to like the first season as like, like a sprint like you really gotta just watch it all at once and get addicted to it and really get into it um so I think it works better like when there's less time to like start picking holes and like wondering about it and thinking about it if you just watch it all the way straight through you know it occupies maybe a couple days not like stretching it out over the course of like virtually two months so that's tough and then just not having you know Victoria Pedretti in it like I feel like that they really hit a home run with that casting and like how awesome she was in those was it two seasons I think season two yeah yeah. so yeah not that like the other people that are in this season it's just so different too like it just feels different and so I'm hoping that the next batch of episodes we kind of get like back to like Joe doing his thing (laughs) you know yeah, and I think that's what the problem is with a show like you is each season we do get introduced to this new crop of characters. We see Joe put in like different situations and all that. So each season, of course, there's the connective ties that tie across all the seasons, but they almost seem they're they're almost more standalone than connected because mm-hmm. you get that whole new cast of characters. And so I think that's where the miss came in for me is just like you said, it's a good build, like it's a sprint. Like you start to watch and by like that middle of the point. 
that's when you're hooked. Like episode five, six, that's when you're really pulled in. You're like, I got to binge the rest of the season because they have to introduce like the central mysteries. You have to introduce all these new characters and the new setting and backdrop. And I just think that's where I struggled with this first season. This first part is I was just getting to know these characters. And then all of a sudden we had this break and it was like, it wasn't even like a good cliffhanger. Like it was okay. But like this show has done so many good end of episode cliffhangers where like, yeah, I need to jump right to ahead whether it's like a death fake out or like someone actually does get killed and you're like, yeah. Oh crap, what's going on next. And so I think because they've done so many amazing cliffhangers just at the end of episodes, this one just didn't feel as impactful, but I'm really excited to see how it ends. I think this is going to be one, maybe it will help because I feel like for me, I'll need to go back and rewatch those five episodes mm-hmm. before diving into the new five. So maybe that was their plan all ahead with this rollout of, oh, they're going to need to go back and rewatch them because they yeah. want to get the full experience, which maybe that's genius. We'll see when the numbers come out. But I know joke will be on us at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. I, I am curious to see, though, how the season ends and how, how it sets up for a potential fifth season, because I do feel like we're starting to get towards the end of you. Um, mm. Like it's just it's nearing. It's not it doesn't feel like a show that could go on quite as long, like an Outer Banks. Like it could find new ways like eventually joe's gonna have to be caught or stopped by somebody like it's just yeah we can't keep going from city to city murdering a bunch of people <laughs> there are not enough cities in the world <laughs> no uh i think penn badgley i saw in an interview i think he mentioned like it's getting close to the end for him as well so um i think he said that don't quote me but uh yeah and then the, i mean so yeah you season four part two obviously huge release march 9th i'm there's two really that I'm looking forward to. And the first one is obviously Shadow and Bone season two. Big fan. Uh, that arrives March 16th. Big fan of the books there. And the first season I really liked. Um, it's been a while. I don't even remember. I think it was. I want to say April 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really need to get back in and figure out what happened. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. But I am excited about watching it. I will watch it. That comes up in two weeks. So, yeah. Is that another Thursday release? Um, I, think so. I think it might be. Uh, yeah, anyway. that's. I think it's another Thursday. Let's. Yep, that's another Thursday. So yeah. there's definitely a trend going on here. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the first season? I think that we talked about. It. I can't remember. No, I I am bad with fan. When it comes to fantasy shows, it's mm. hard. I I did try like The Witcher, um, and that one just I was so <laughs> lost. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, that one. I I sat through the first episode. I'm like, okay, don't quit. Maybe it turns around. Um. And I was like, okay, we'll see. But I, I, this one feels like I do want to watch it because I think the cast looks good. And I am intrigued. Although I have to say, I know there's been rumors about how long this one's going to go um, because of how it's adapting like the books and all that. So that's going to be interesting. I'm also, it's puzzling to me they're putting this and you a week out because I feel like those are honestly their two big releases for the month. Yeah. And I'm shocked they're not putting a little bit more space between them. Yeah, I guess maybe they're thinking like different audiences, like fantasy versus like whatever you is stalker drama comedy. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think there's seven, I think, books in this set in this world um, by Lee Bardugo. I don't I think they've said like we can't do seven seasons. So they're bringing like this brings in like Six of Crows storylines. Um from other books and stuff. So it'll be really interesting to see like how they go about bringing it all together, where this season ends. Cause I think that will really set the stage for like what's to come in the future. 
I'm hoping for a renewal, obviously, because I don't think that this is the end of the story. Uh, but I feel like maybe the excitement isn't as there as it was in like 2021. And I think that that just generally happens, though, when you have two years between seasons of an eight episode show. Right. We've seen it. With, I guess I was going to say Stranger Things, but that's just really <laughs> popular anyway. But <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things is probably the one like extreme exception of like they can have very short seasons, have multiple years between the seasons. And then every time a new season drops, it's still the biggest, like one of the biggest, yeah. if not the biggest show of the year. But yeah, I do think that's a fair point. Like, I do think there was so much hype before the first season dropped. And there's definitely hype for season two, just not quite as much. So it'll be interesting to see how it's received, especially with the Thursday release. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like Netflix is going to want to stick with this one because there is that potential to at least go a couple more seasons. Um, And fantasy's done well for them in the past. So I'm optimistic that it'll get that at least a season three renewal. Um, I, I doubt we'll get a double renewal just because they've been more picky and choosy about those ones but yeah. um yeah i think those two definitely let me get is the other are we talking love is blind is that the yeah other one? <laughs> that's my other one yeah that's my other one so i love love is blind i think it's great season four it comes out on march 24th and we're getting weekly i think it's spread over four weeks um so that will be really interesting so into april like mid-april we'll find out you know are the couples still together or reunion probably going to get the after the altar but this season is set in seattle so that's exciting for me because i used to live there and so uh i'm excited to see see the sights of the city you know and uh just more more couples getting engaged without seeing each other which is just like chef's kiss for me in reality tv (laughs) yeah i think that one's gonna be a good one it is interesting seeing it drop in march instead of february because i think there was a big assumption that we'd get the new season in february and then i think they did after the altar in february instead right Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. And then they did that perfect match show, which I think that they rolled that out kind of as the replacement to Love is Blind. And then interesting that they just maybe they like stacked them all. They're like, you know, we're going to try Love is Blind. That's going to lead into Perfect Match, which had people from Love is Blind on it. And then a month later, I guess, right after Perfect Match just ended. So like there's a couple weeks in between and then we're doing it again. Then we'll get probably like the circle or like two out to handle or another one of those reality shows like later on. Um, but yeah, so that's the big one for me. I don't you're probably not going to watch that, though. Any of the other ones on the list that you're excited about, though? Yeah, I mean, just looking at the list quickly, I think I think Murder Mystery 2 should be fun. Of course, Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston and Adam Sandler returning for the sequel. Um, that one drops March 31st, so literally right under the radar um, or right under the gun, I should say, for for March mm-hmm. release. Which I guess that that's when they could have easily held for April, but who knows? Um, yeah. The Night Agent, I think, is one that I'm intrigued by. That's a new series coming March 23rd. Um, kind of an FBI conspiracy show, which that seems to be Netflix's new thing. We saw The Recruit. They just announced a new um, conspiracy like series with, uh, what's his name? Robert De Niro, was that hit? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, so, yeah, Robert De Niro. They had so that Netflix other one with like... It. Yeah, like Charlie Cox. I think it was called like mm-hmm. Treason or Treason. something like late last year. Um, but yeah, I think uh, interesting about Murder Mystery. So that's the last day of the quarter. And I'm wondering if they're just going to like that. I don't earning stuff. There's something going on there with like a March 31st drop. And then obviously right into spring. But the Sandman, people love that guy on Netflix. So he's <laughs> how many Adam Sandler movies are on Netflix? Like a bunch. So. I think people will really like that one too, but I'm really interested in the night agent. I really like shows like that about um, anything like FBI, CIA, 
mole at the White House? Are you kidding me? That's what this is about. So yeah, that's interesting for sure. And then what's the other ones? We got Luther, The Fallen Sun. That's a movie, right? Based on the mm -hmm. series. Yep. So yeah, that'll and then... be, yeah. And then Unstable, Rob Lowe, new series. Yeah, that Comedy. one's going to be interesting because he's co-starring along his son. So, Oh, is it his son? Isn't yeah. It? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds that's even, weird that they have the same last name, no? <laughs> yeah, so that'll be interesting because I think this is the first time they've worked together, um, at least right. on a show that I can think of in this mm -hmm. kind of a scale. So that's another one coming right, right at the end of the month. So it'll be interesting to see because I think it's a comedy. And Netflix is they've struggled with launching a new new comedy in the recent months because like Blockbuster was kind of one and done. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this can maybe come and be that comedy that they need and they want right now. It's interesting. Yeah, like we're we're running out of time here, but like it's been a struggle for the comedy since like obviously The Ranch was popular. Grace and Frankie, I think, is the longest running Netflix show ever. So since then, since that ended, it's been kind of bleak for the comedy so hopefully maybe this will change that um i guess so if you were to pick one title i know your answer but i'm gonna make you say it again <laughs> what is your must-see title for march um let's see love is blind <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> definitely you season four part two um i'm really just excited and curious to see how the season's going to end and how it'll tee up a potential fifth season um so i'm really i think that'll be a good pick and one that'll probably be among the more popular for the month. What about you? I was going to say Shadow and Bone. That was what I was planning on because that's like very on brand for me. But I really feel in Love is Blind. Like, I really think that that one's going to be um, probably, if not the biggest, behind you probably is like the most watched um, Netflix show of the month. And it's good that like, you know, we get some weekly releases, episode drops in there. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Love is Blind. Yeah. And let's be honest, we kind of they they need it. The Bachelor this current season's not very good. So I think it's a perfect timing for people who need to come in and enjoy some. When does I just thought about that? When does The Bachelor end? It's gotta be right around that time. I wonder if Netflix is like, you guys like The Bachelor? Well, this is the show now. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll probably wrap. I think I don't know if we've got an exact finale mm -hmm. date, but it'll probably be end of March. Was... So yeah, right around when Love is Blind is enforced starting the bachelor will be ending and then we probably won't see bachelor in paradise until summer bachelorette's usually may so mm -hmm. there'll be a good gap that uh love is blind can kind of come in and fill i see you netflix i know what you're doing <laughs> i put it together no uh and then we also have some other movies coming out i know um these are older movies but the hunger games movies just dropped which thanks for the heads up netflix not taking shots but <laughs> they only said one of them was coming and then all four dropped but they're only on for literally the month of March they leave in April so if y'all want to watch that Hunger Games marathon do we call it a marathon when it's movies on Netflix or is it still a binge watch we'll call it a binge-a-thon just combine binge the two there we go <laughs> binge-a-thon the Hunger Games movies we're out of time though so we should bail <laughs> yeah so it was definitely I enjoyed uh getting to talk about Outer Banks welcome back again I'm Thank excited you. now we get to to do this again and talk about all of our favorite shows and the timing is just perfect. So that's all the time we have today. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.